You're grounded. Parameters. House. Privileges. Food and bathroom. Duration. Dad had taken the pause every kid dreads. Would he show mercy or would he be a parent? One month. the fireworks he'll miss the fireworks Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. I'm Joey. I'm Andrew. And we have Chris with us again today. What's up? You guys sick of me yet? <laughs> no, I think it's been great to have you. Never. The, <laughs> mass, the masses demand it. Yeah, you can be honest. <laughs> so oh. this is our special 4th of July episode. Uh, hope, hope everybody's having a good day out there, roasting those dogs. Hot dogs. Yep. Not, not dogs. Yep. <laughs> no one condones that. Yeah. No, not, not here. So we're going to be talking about uh, the Pete and Pete 4th of July episode, Grounded for Life. Mm. It aired Sunday, September 4th, 1994, so they Mm. were a couple months off. Mm. Doesn't make much sense. Um, I think probably because it was the first episode of the second season, so it was Mm. just uh, a season was not running on July 4th. Um, But because it's an episode review, that means we're going to take a step back in time to September of 1994. So you guys ready? Yeah. Can't wait. All right. On the day the episode aired, September 4th, uh, for the first time in NFL history, a team scores a two-point conversion. The NFL adopted the two-point conversion that year. For those of you who don't like football, a two-point conversion is when a team scores a touchdown. You can kick a field goal for one point, or you could start on the two-yard line uh, and go for those two points. Um, The first team to do it, the Cleveland Browns, uh, a guy named Tom Tupa, and he got the nickname Two Point Tupa because uh, he, Tupa. he scored several two point conversions that year. All right. Uh, we also have uh, in September of 1994, baseball owners vote to cancel the rest of the 1994 season. Idiots. <laughs> uh, so that the 1994 year was uh, a shortened baseball season. Uh, September of 1994, ER premieres. Anybody here like ER? I always thought it was called Er. Ah, oh, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Howard Stern radio show premieres. Uh, his first ever radio show premieres that month. A hmm. um, couple movies that I think, uh, well, at least I think I, I think you like. Uh, Shawshank Redemption comes out in September of 1994. Break. Who, who doesn't like that? <laughs> uh, That's funny because there's, well, well. It'll come back oh. again, I think. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't actually didn't put that together. Yeah. Um, Ed Wood, which mm, yeah. I think everybody Very here solid. likes. Yeah. Ed Wood's a great movie. Um, and also that month, uh, the house 
uh, House of Representatives votes to end lobbyists from buying meals and entertainment for Congress. Um, which I'm not sure is something they abide. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure that doesn't go on anymore. I'm sure that was the last time that happened. Uh, those days of 1994 where Congress was lawful. Uh, and then movies and song. Uh, so the number one movies uh, in September of 1994 for two weeks, Forrest Gump. Mm. Only two weeks. And for two weeks, Time Cop. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, contemporaries. If, if you could sure. only watch one of those movies for the rest of your life, which movie are you going? Between those two, Forrest Gump and Time Cop. <laughs> Don't act like it's not a close call. Uh, yeah, Forrest Gump. I've never seen Time Cop. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would go Time Cop. <laughs> Have you seen that? Good. I haven't seen Forrest Gump, but I've seen Time Cop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, a, f- a second Forrest Gump, uh, Forrest Gump vote here. Is that with Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah. Are, are you being serious? <laughs> no. <I'm not. laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and the number one song in September of 1994 for the entire month. And this is the Ooh. second time this band has been, or this group has been mentioned on this podcast. Boys to Men. Boys to Men. <laughs> Do you have the song? Uh, end of the Road. Great guess. Uh, I'll make love to you. That was my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually. Uh, okay. right. I have a feeling we're going to run into a lot of boys to men <laughs> from like '93 to '94. Well, um, 1994 is the best music year of all time. Back it up. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> uh, Green Day, Dookie, Nirvana, in Utero, Weezer, Blue Album, Built to Spill, Keep It, or There's Nothing Wrong with Love, uh, Pavement. Be, believe it's Crooked Rain. Um, what else? I think not Nas Ilmatic came out in '94. Nas did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have '94 in your mind already? Ready to die, Biggie. Ready to die. Yeah. I mean, did you already have this marked as a year in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Or you know, every year, like what? No, just '94. '94 yeah. is just, it's, it's like no other year yeah. when you look at it. Beastie Boys, Ill Communication. Oh, yeah, Ill Communication. Oasis, definitely, maybe. Definitely, maybe. Wow. Yeah. It was a good year. There's more. Uh, Beck, Mellow Gold. Eh. No? Hole. Uh, Scarface, The Diary. Oh, Offspring, Smash. Bush, 16 Stone. Oh, Bush, 16 Stone. That was one That's where you feel good. Yeah, let's, let's leave it off with that. Oh, the Cranberries. No need to argue. Yeah, that's a good also a great idea. Anyway, yeah. Good year Good year for music, but uh, uh, a it, really good year for Boys to Men fans. Do you guys like have a Facebook or a, uh, you have any other sort of fan page besides the Twitter? Uh, there is a Facebook for Big Orange Couch that one person follows. Okay, well, how about <laughs> I say... And it's because... I, we've made no effort to promote it. <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a thing that might help. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a 1994 Spotify playlist. Oh, cool. Of just all music that came out in 1994, and it is very good. <laughs> so maybe when we post this episode, you can swing that by me, and exclusively we'll post that on Facebook. Yep, it's the only place you can get it. Wow. All right, there it is. Perfect. Let's try to up that to an even two. <laughs> um. All right, but. Uh, Shall we talk some Grounded for Life? Yeah. A great episode. Let me just 
start by saying. All right, giving, um, up, giving away your cards. No, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, it's a, just a, from beginning to end, it's one of the better pizza episodes. Not that I don't like all of them, but... Um, so this one has a big Pete intro, as many do, and narration throughout. One hot Philadelphia summer some 200 years ago, a bunch of guys in powdered wigs forged the great experiment known as America. And with the 4th of July just a week away, my brother Pete was conducting a great experiment of his own. I get you really in the patriotic mood. Yeah. Um, so pretty much right off the bat, um, it's little Pete <laughs> causing trouble. Um, he, he, did you catch how he ruins the lawn? I did. <laughs> I've, the, I've wondered about that, uh, that very experiment. <laughs> yeah, he wants to see what happens when you turn on a humidifier and a dehumidifier <laughs> at the same time, uh, a big Pete describes it as the question that has baffled scientists for all eternity. <laughs> really great, uh, kind of weird, like surreal uh, type thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Pete destroys the lawn. That's what <laughs> happens when you turn them both on. They blew up and he destroys the lawn. And uh, his dad is irate. <laughs> Yeah, this he, being the import, most important thing in his life, pretty much. Maybe uh, the angriest we see Don Wrigley. We see him angry a little bit, but... At, le- at least toward the end of the episode, he's really... He's lost it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, uh, he... At, so, this is at a summer ritual that <laughs> Dad goes through um, with Mr. L- Lurgner, which Lurgner, I think yeah. this is the only episode that he's in. That I remember, um, yeah. But uh, they want to see who has the best yard by July 4th. That's the competition. (laughs) Whoever has the best lawn by July 4th gets to watch the loser mow both lawns all summer. Peekaboo, Donnie boy. It was a contest they both took pretty seriously. Um, So, uh, at first, uh, Dad's trying to get Pete to (laughs) rebuild the lawn. Um, do you catch the methods in which Pete has to yep. restructure that one? But... Chris, do you catch it? Oh, I, uh, I caught him. All right. <laughs> Let's see. He's got to... Well, the one that resonated the most with me, it was the Swedish massage. <laughs> get uh, he had to plant... The first thing, though, is he had to plant the seeds individually yeah. by hand back into the spot. <laughs> um, what did he do after that? Help me out. One more. Human sprinkler. Oh, yeah. He had to be a human sprinkler. Which, I mean, if you're trying to make your lawn look good, having kids run through it over your son who is on the ground being a sprinkler doesn't seem to make much sense, but that's part of the charm. Yeah. So this is where, uh, after this, Pete has had enough, and he runs away in one of the most memorable <laughs> moments in Pete and Pete uh, history, I yeah. think, when he takes the ride-on lawnmower to the Canadian <laughs> border and tries to cross. Um, did you... Oh, there's a good, great cli- uh, clip from Pete. Yeah. Dad tried to track Pete from police reports picked up on the metal plate in Mom's head that she got from an accident when she was a kid. Come on, honey, give me some signal. Suspect headed north on Highway 4, driving a Crimboy 2000 Multimaster. Highway 4 is going to the border. 
Pete made it as far as the Manitoba Peninsula, where he tried to outwit Canada's finest with the old traveling salesman routine. Name and occupation. My name's Dirk Wayne, and hand motion is my game. Guess you guys get kind of chopped up here, huh? So that's... <laughs> Lotion is his game. Uh, <laughs> Dirk. Dirk. Um, so anyway, that so, so, great yeah. Pete, so Pete moments. I yeah. mean, Pete, Pete just on a riding lawnmower <laughs> ending up at the Canadian border is... It's a beautiful thing. Alright, I'm going to quiz you dweebs. What, where exactly at the Canadian border is he? Uh... It's mentioned, because I've always wondered where the show is set. Oh, was it, it mentioned? Hmm. And it doesn't make sense. I'll have to give you that. <laughs> I, I don't know it. Uh, Start with an N. Yep. Winnipeg is the capital of this Canadian province. Hmm. Manitoba. That's oh, right. Manitoba. That's yeah. right. Okay. But he calls it Manitoba Peninsula. <laughs> if you look at a map... Well, first of all, I looked that up. That's not a thing. Okay. Um, and there are a bunch of, like... I guess you can make an argument that there's a peninsula there, but it seems like the only state that could border that would be Minnesota. Mm. Or, unless you're coming from Ontario, unless he was uh, coming west from Ontario. I think that's like just probably an example of um, the weirdness in Pete and Pete, where they yeah. like use these other, uh, or like they kind of make up their own reality the yeah. whole time. But yeah. also, you use very specific locatable yeah. <laughs> things that aren't consistent with other specific locatable things. I think that makes it really episodes. great. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, it's like you almost believe it, but yeah. So do they ever establish what state they're in? Read about this today. It's never established. The, I know it's the sideburn state. The theory is that it's New York, <laughs> New York in the show, because there's a Wellsville in New York hmm. and New York kind of looks like a sideburn. Okay. But again, that's another well, thing. Well, but they, like... sh they shoot in New Jersey, and I think New Jersey looks more like a sideburn. Ah. Well, New Jersey's definitely not on the Canadian border, and wherever it is has to be... Canada gets mentioned in a couple episodes. Yeah. All okay. right, so, so well, Pete, Pete has gone to the border. So, yeah. Mo Pete, Mom uses her plate Pete, <laughs> to yeah, locate, yeah. <laughs> locate him through radio. And he's dragged back by the Canadian Mountie on his <laughs> horse. <laughs> um, so this is the moment where we first are introduced to Nona F. Mecklenburg. Yeah, as he's being grounded. Yeah. So she just gets a glimpse at him. Yeah. Can, can I just interject one thing yeah. that I liked? Just a testament to how tight the writing is of this show in general and this episode in particular. The, the horse poops on the street. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Big Pete has to go get a shovel <laughs> because because uh, the dad's really pumped that uh, it's going to be nice yeah. fertilizer for, for, the, for the patch on the lawn. That's that's such a good detail. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so when dad, when Pete's brought back, uh, he's in trouble and dad lays down the rules for his grounding. Mm -hmm. Um one month. One month Ooh. long. Parameters. House. Privileges. <laughs> Toilet. And food. Yeah. <laughs> so Dad, uh, as Pete's grounded, Dad devises a plan to save the lawn. As Lurgner, uh, we see Lurgner in his, like, bunker <laughs> yeah. uh, video 
surveilling dad. Yeah, it's like Cold War era <laughs> bunker with battleship esque yeah. <laughs> graphics. And yeah, flamingo submarines, like <laughs> yeah. periscopes. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, the flamingos watching. Do we, do we imagine him in his basement? Is that where he is? I would think so. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't really show it, but you do get that idea. Um, so uh, this is where Artie ends up visiting Pete at this point. Uh, which yeah. is just some of the mm. best arty of the entire series here. <laughs> line after line of just classic arty, starting with this quote here when uh, he enters the house with Mr. Wrigley. <laughs> you have soft hands for a man, Don. <laughs> One of the best. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that was uh, if he made that up on the spot or if they had that plan. Yeah. Toby Huss, apparently the whole character of Vardy originated from kind of a stand-up set slash improvisation. Uh, he, like, Artie was born out of just him doing this kind of weird character that you weren't really supposed to understand. And uh, I guess the creators loved it. And so I feel like a lot of what you see Toby Huss doing, I would assume some of it's improvised. Yeah, you'd think it would have to be. Or yeah. he's a master of <laughs> delivering lines. I mean, the the fa- the combination or the relationship between the words and the facial <laughs> expressions is... I mean, those facial expressions are the part that make me feel like it's practice. Because they're so perfectly yeah, yeah. consistent <laughs> or, like, not consistent with what he's saying. That they're... I mean, he's so expressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so, you have that a little more of an outlandish scene, right? Where it's like a prison visit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got the whole uh, like um, to, or uh, like piece of plastic <laughs> yeah. dividing them. Yeah. Um, and this is this is one of my favorite lines of probably the entire series here. Artie. Yeah. Tell me about the asphalt again. You don't want it, boy. Please. When it rains, it smells like summer. No. Boy, boy. yeah it's uh just something about i mean in one line they kind of in my head get the spirit of the entire show right there and and Artie and little pete really they're not just like fun characters on their own they play really well off of each other so when little pete screams you can also see the agony on Artie's face no boy no Yeah, it's almost like they're the only ones that get each other, really, yeah. in yeah. Wells' film. Um, so Artie brings Pete a uh, ant, ant farm at this point. Um, a delightful new product. I thought you would uh, dig it. Pete had no idea what Artie was getting at. <laughs> His face during that part, too, is really great. Like... Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. You guys can't couldn't see it, but Andrew just did a really good impression. So, uh, it's uh, like I don't know, a few hours later or something. Pete like finally understands Artie's hint about the ant farm and decides to tunnel his way out. That's it. So um, he heads to the basement. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you catch what he uses to tunnel his way out? Or what they say exactly with the line? It's a 24-gauge paperweight shaped like the Statue of Liberty. Uh, <laughs> the writing is just so tight. 
That was maybe my favorite detail of the whole show. It really <laughs> is great. Could have been anything, but that's what he's tunneling to freedom with. And it's... You assume they didn't have a crazy budget, but it's all so believable like even when he starts digging in the basement yeah. the progress of the hole and then once he's in the hole with like the christmas lights it feels more real than it should i think that's the amazing part about this is all the surreal stuff they have in here but you never i mean it feels surreal in a sense but you never question it within the world right i did question how he's getting the dirt I, like Every single piece of dirt that he has to get, he has coffee to... filters. Remember, yeah. Big no, 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 no. How he's getting it out of the? I do remember. That. Uh, also absurd. Um, how he's getting it out of the holes? He digs it out. I know that he's like, so like as he gets further and further, every little little speck of dirt he has to take all the way back and out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just this. It's a... it made me anxious just like thinking about. It. Hey, it, it it took Andy Dufresne. Nice years. Nice. <laughs> So, uh, you know, he, he's got a tighter time schedule than Dufresne, but... Well, one night. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but little Pete... Um, he's persistent. He's He's got that youthful vigor. Yeah, can-do uh, attitude. He's got the can-do attitude. I mean, he's a kid. He thinks he can do anything, and, yeah. uh, and rightly so. And he wants that freedom, which oh. is what this episode is all about. Yeah. And I think there's so. nothing as relatable yeah. as a kid than freedom. Pretty much to any kid, I think. Yeah. Um... So Pete uh, goes to work digging out the hole. Um, did you catch what he uses to do this? To go through all this, they kind of like list um, what I don't know what he uses to like help him in there. In his uh, he uses the sprinklers, right? The splink- oh, sprinkler yeah. system for air. Yeah, uh, that's a nice detail. He uses Christmas lights to tunnel for uh, in the tunnel for illumination. Um, Big Pete hides the dirt in the family's coffee pot and makes his own pottery with it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I just want to add that he uh, uses plenty of dynamite to (laughs) break through the hard layers of rhyolite lava. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and every time Lurgner and Don Wrigley feel the the shaking from the explosion, I like that Big Pete (laughs) says parasites. Did you uh, hear something? Parasites. Parasites? Parasites? Really big parasites. <laughs> really big parasites. <laughs> that kind of cracked me up watching that, because I'm imagining them like acting it like yeah. they're yeah. doing it themselves. Um, so that was pretty good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you mentioned Big Pete. T- carrying out the coffee and or carrying it the dirt out in the coffee maker and uh, under his shirt is really like the um, Shawshank throwback, yeah. like yeah. Andy moving Sprinkling all the dirt the, uh, out into the field, yeah, yeah which is weird, um, strange historical timing. coincidence, yeah. yeah. Um, so the this is a kind of moment I love uh, where they just show Nona um. Sticking pictures of her old house oh, onto yeah. her new house. It's awesome. Man. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nona got so homesick, she began to plaster her new house with pictures of her old one. That didn't stop the loneliness, but her dog Nimbus was about to find someone who could. It's 
It's almost beyond anything I've seen in any show. <laughs> I mean, Twin Peaks territory, kind of. That's what I was thinking. I yeah. Even though it doesn't really fit with anything in Twin Peaks, no. that's immediately where my brain went. I think it's because it's like so surreal that you're... You can like feel what the character's feeling yeah. in that situation. Yeah, it's a right. great introduction to Nona herself as a character who will continue throughout the series to be very... Uh, un- Especially once Artie's gone, a great companion yeah. for Pete. Yeah. Um, so this is also where she, um, well, Nimbus, her dog. Nimbus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> discovers Pete in the hole, and that's how they kind of like meet for the first time. Um, right. That's got a really weird moment where it's supposed to be known as eye looking through the sprinkler. Yeah. Really weird looking eye. I mean, I don't <laughs> think it's hers. Uh, it's odd. So they meet. Yeah. And it uh, seems like they're going to be friends. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, yeah. Nona's got his back. She's yeah. ready to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, Yeah, and they kind of hit it off immediately. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of hit it off, I think we should uh, hit up some 90s vintage commercials. I gave a magic Magic ice cream party. Squirt pretend ice cream with water and... Looks like chocolate syrup. Every pretend ice cream magically changes color with water. Looks like strawberry syrup. my magic ice cream party. the coolest place to be. Great party. Magic ice cream party sold with everything here. Color changes in 15 seconds. What it is is Space Invaders for Game Boy and Super Game Boy. What it does is unleash a steady stream of alien forces who keep coming and coming, just like in the arcade, until it feels like a bison who sends a nervous system while they fall down the killing like an elbow! <laughs> oh, that hurt. Yeah. Here comes the bride. My size bride, Barbie. My size! Getting Barbie ready to style her long blonde hair. Barbie brings wedding fun to share. My size bride, Barbie. Wear her pretty veil, <laughs> sparkling necklace. Here's the bag. I can wear your dress. What a beautiful bride you'll be. My size bride, Barbie. And Barbie dolls of the world with beautiful costumes from their own lands are fun to collect, each sold separately. Hi, I'm Richie Rich. He's the world's richest kid. And today, he's taking over Nickelodeon. And I'm going to show Nicktoons and nothing but Nicktoons. How very nice for you. Eight great straight hours of Rugrats. Splendid selection. Life is good. Sublime. I'm the only network run by kids. Nickelodeon. What'd you think, Chris? About your segue? <laughs> About the commercials. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought, well, A plus on the, com- on the segue. Thank you. Uh, A on the commercials. Okay, great. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> great. Okay. I like the second one. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, okay, so Nona and Pete are working on this together now. Meanwhile, yeah, uh, Dad is really working on getting this grass to turn out well. He's talking to it <laughs> as per Nona's suggestion, and Pete catches him at one point, and this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good line. Should we hear it? Sure. I love the way the moonbeams shimmer off your midnight dew. Your soft, fragrant tendrils caress the backs of my feet. And your verdant lushness tickles my cheek and takes my breath away. What a nimrod! It's romancing. Yeah, he's romancing (laughs) the lawn. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So, 
shortly after this, uh, it turns out that Pete's tunnel is destroying Dad's lawn. Dad yeah. doesn't notice it yet, but it could cause a problem. Yeah, it's turning brown <laughs> in the shape of his tunnel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Nona comes to Pete's aid and tries to hide it with green paint, which is another great <laughs> yeah. surreal-like moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... At this point, Lurgner's getting worried because he's watching Don, and uh, Don's pretty confident about his grass at this point, and he decides to sabotage the lawn. He opens the faucet and, uh, Hmm. what do you call it, floods it. I'm glad Lurgner's not in any other episodes. I couldn't think of what a jerk he was in just this one. Nothing redeeming. Nothing redeeming. No. So, uh... So the next morning, it's 4th of July, finally, yeah. and the lawn is it's a swamped. mess. Yeah, it's swamped. <laughs> oh, and, and Pete, like, is, does Pete, is it before, is it on the morning of July 4th that Pete realizes that uh, the water from the lawn? Oh, yeah, yeah, it also destroyed Pete's tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're both uh, in bad shape at this point, kind of yeah. ready to give up, kind of beaten down. Yeah, Pete talks to his aunts. Uh, there's this... Uh, great, just thoughtful sequence of Pete talking to the ants of saying, just give up, like, you're never going to get out. Uh, just this total feeling of emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. So the family, surprisingly, kind of, takes off without Pete, finally, to the uh, 4th of July fireworks. Yeah. The special, yeah. which um, I really love this, when they get to the park, and they're watching all of the people do their 4th of July yeah. festivities. Uh, that really feels like what it was like um, at the time. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of people, like older people, <laughs> that generation, yeah. that were just like more into it, I think, than so, anybody that I've been around since. You know, it's yeah. like really meant something to them in a deeper way. Yeah. But everything at the park is striking Donna's Pete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to the point of absurdity where these there was these old men with Pete hats on yeah, yeah. another guy with Petunia on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the one of the old guys lights off the firework that goes into the yeah. porta potty. Yeah. And Dad's reaction, like, Pete would have loved this. <laughs> it's true. A man knows his boy. Yeah. So, um, at this point, Dad's just... He's feeling bad about this yeah. whole thing and decides to head back and say rescue Pete, but... Little do we know. <laughs> Pete is busy busting out. He's regained his composure and has re-dug and is busting out of the lawn. In what is, I would oh, say, boy. maybe the most iconic shot of, in my opinion, the most iconic yeah. shot of 90s Nickelodeon. Yeah. That Statue of Liberty busting through the ground. Yeah, that and uh, Big Pete's, Chill. like speech about like the significance of it yeah uh, all really comes together perfectly for me i mean i've never maybe more than any other time in my life uh i feel like i really get where like the uh i don't know i feel patriotic yeah yes yeah. that's what i was hoping yeah. you were gonna say I f- yeah. yeah same thing here like i'm not it i love my country yeah, yeah, uh <laughs> It's on record. <laughs> it's on record. Uh, and that moment made me feel super patriotic. Yeah, which is hard to do. Um, I yeah. Think, without being corny. and Yeah, I can't think at the moment of another moment in anything that does that to me. Um, but that's... That, 
yeah. speaks to the quality of the show. Cause... Yeah, it's um, <laughs> there's nothing. They don't they don't shortcut on anything in Pete and Pete. Yeah. I mean, the writing is thoughtful. The acting is awesome. Uh, the, I mean, this is. We talked a little bit about it in our favorite theme songs, but the music in Pete and Pete is uh, even just a basic underscore of a guitar. Every musical cue is yeah. fits the mood perfectly. Um, so I think it's just uh, a culmination of great art, even though we're talking about a kid's show. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it is like one of those things where... It, there's no other way to explain it than everything just had to have come together perfectly by accident. Right. Yeah. Um, but but Don is on his way home. Yeah. And Pete yeah. is now free. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Pete uh, <laughs> is still mad. I mean, in spite of what Dad has done to him at this point, uh, he still feels for him and his lawn and doesn't want uh, Dad to go down. So. Yeah. So what does he, he do? Uh, <laughs> So he sabotages Lurgner's lawn. That's it. With Nimbus's pee. <laughs> and what, what cuts to an awesome montage of what looks like 1940s footage of Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> um, they use some other uh, stock footage of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, around. yeah. When Pete's in his room yeah, and he but, feels trapped, yeah. But perfect uses. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even, like, phase you no, as you're yeah. watching. Yeah. It's, it's really nicely done. Um, but that, this is another thing... Um, that Nimbus is like fully realized. Yeah. Um, that he had like he's bladder shy, <laughs> and you know he even and bloating at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Just with everything else going on, there is there is a conclusion to Nimbus's story. Yeah. 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 They, they don't just even bl- the like <laughs> smallest of characters in this. He just missed home. Just missed his pee spot <laughs> on the carpet. So. um dad pulls up at this moment yeah and he this is the moment where he just blows up yeah screaming um and but pretty quickly i mean he runs up to pete planning on punishing him right but seeing those fourth of july fireworks Mm. it all just comes together at once i think for everybody and they just kind of they get wrapped up in it and realize how wrapped up in themselves they've been man and suddenly, there it was, the most magical moment of the summer. Oh, I can't deny you your freedom. It goes against everything America stands for. You're right, Dad. Your lawn's important to you. I'm sorry I screwed it up. Oh, that's all I wanted to hear. I mean, most other fathers have stuff that they're good at, like business or sports. All you have is a pile of grass. Thanks, son. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, nice. Really powerful moment. (laughs) I mean, truly. For sure. Yeah. Those fireworks bring them together, and Pete, you know, Pete kind of explains himself a little bit and tells his dad that, you know, he knows he's not good at anything else besides taking care of the lawn. Very good line. (laughs) And and you can tell Don is. he knows it's not a compliment, but he's trying his best to... But it is kind of... I mean, it's like Pete means it as yeah, a compliment, yeah. and he takes it... It's backhanded. That, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's all part of that American dream for for dads to live in the suburbs yeah. and be better... Be good at nothing but keeping their lawn green. It's part of that patriotism. But uh, it is great. I mean, it has a greatness, a great quality to it, you know? Right. Even yeah. though he realizes, like... 
that is his only thing. It is still something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of... And what embodies, like, the American uh, spirit than the lawn, at least over the last, you know, <laughs> yeah. decades or whatever. Yeah. Um, the home. I, yeah. yeah. A guy taking care of his lawn. This was uh, the episode we mentioned in when we were talking about um, the Salute Your Shorts episode. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the better version of the lawn care versus uh, oh, taking yeah. care of his lawn. Yeah. This is just like a little more, to, I don't know, a little more put together or something. Yeah. There's a little more focus on it. Maybe Dad and Pete weren't able to watch the fireworks up close, but they were watching them together. And somehow, after all they'd been through, the fireworks meant more than they ever had before. So that concludes uh, Grounded for Life. A beautiful patriotic episode. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, that means it's time for our next segment, which is... Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Very good. So it's time for some... Uh, we'll start with bios. Uh, what did you find? Um, I just I couldn't really find much on any of the actors in this mm-hmm. again, except for the main, except for the family and Michelle Trachtenberg. But yeah. I think she's like the uh, most notable right. character that happens in this. Do you know um, what she's up to? She well, she's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Maybe Buffy was probably like the most notable or most widely uh, seen thing, I guess. Uh, But right before this, she was on an episode of Clarissa Explains It All, maybe leading to this part. Who knows? Okay. And right after this was Harriet the Spy, like directly following when Pete and Pete ended. Yeah. Her star was rising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she was in uh, 14 episodes total of the series. Oh, okay. like a full season, essentially. Yeah. Cool. Um, I checked out the director, a guy named Don Petra, and I looked, and this is the only episode, not only that he directed a Pete and Pete, it's the only episode on his IMDb of anything. He did nothing else. This is the second person that's done, like, so little after doing something so great. Yeah. We should get him on. Which is upsetting. I I mean... (laughs) Call that? It makes me wonder, is it, was it, like, a... An alias, an, uh, a pseudonym, um, or something? Did they not want James I, Cameron? I could see that. It just how is it possible that this guy it did seems nothing? Ridiculous. Not even another episode yeah. of Pete and Pete. Just he he did Grounded for Life and disappeared. It just seems impossible. Which also uh, the writer Michael Memoli, uh, Michael Memoli, his only credit on IMDb. Uh, not another episode of Pete and Pete or uh, any other show. Uh, the it was co-written with Chris Viscardi, who is the creator of Pete and Pete. Uh, so he wrote uh, throughout the entire series of Pete and Pete. He was also a writer on Snow Day, which was supposed to be a Pete and Pete movie. Just didn't turn out to be one. He writes on Sanjay and Craig. Uh, he wrote the Elven and the Chipmunks reboot. Um, he's a producer. He's a producer on uh, a bunch of Nickelodeon shows, but he's a producer on the upcoming Rocco movie, uh, mm. Rocco Static Cling. It's the name of the movie. He's a producer on the Hey Arnold movie coming out this year, the jungle movie. 
Uh, he was the producer on the Legends of the Hidden Temple movie, which came out what? this last year. Uh, and he was a producer throughout what? throughout Kablam. There's a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie? Yes, sir. Yeah, we discussed this a little bit, yeah. I don't remember that. That's... Uh, uh, oh, my God. It was, it was made for TV. Um, oh, I didn't need to be told that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... I wouldn't recommend it. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I needed to be told that either. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm just shocked. Uh, wow, you guys are really timing this well. Once this Nickelodeon nostalgia swing mm-hmm. really uh, gains momentum, people are going to be subscribing left and right. You might run out of subscriptions. Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, on on that note, I mean, really appreciate all the people who have been uh, checking it out. We we hit our we hit the four-digit mark on downloads hey yeah. that's we no thought, small no seriously we <laughs> yeah, thought yeah. like maybe we'd get to a hundred <laughs> <laughs> um so it's really really cool and uh yeah it's kind of cool to be doing this as there's a, like a demand for all this stuff to kind of come back well tell your friends while it's still you can get the sort of street cred for having known about it while before well, it's still up and coming before this becomes the the fallout boy of yeah this 90s is a, nostalgia this is episode 11 podcasts. so street cred times it, you're running <laughs> out uh, i've really been enjoying doing it too or just enjoying revisiting these things like in detail and it's given me like an excuse to go back and watch some of these episodes yeah no doubt um so yeah, that's what I found for the production side of bios. That's crazy. Let's do some trivia. Yeah. Okay, so some trivia is, uh, this is the first episode that Michelle Trachtenberg is in in the series. Um, known as Dog is named Nimbus. Does anybody happen to know what Nimbus is Latin for? Cloud. Uh, I guess, I think that's pretty acceptable. Rain, rain bearing. Rain bearing, which is significant because uh, Nimbus is oh, wow. bladder problems. He's got a classicist <laughs> in the writing room. Uh, That's cool. That's man, every little detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, Take it to heart, kiddos. Yeah. So those were the two trivia I had. Um, I guess I'll just say that uh, the music in this episode. Did you take note of it? Oh, mm, I mean, besides the obvious of Polaris, yeah, I didn't even that. No. Uh, um, I just noted that um, there was like an alternate, slower version of Ivy Boy playing. Um, mm-hmm. mm, when, yeah. uh, I think when he's in the tunnel. Oh, when he's talking to Nona during yep. that scene, yep. which was just... You mean um, you haven't noticed it under this segment here? <laughs> Very that's good. What, that's, that's what you'll hear playing. Very good. Um, also, yeah. uh, Coronado 2. Um, Coronado 2, yeah. And Waiting for October. Which brings out the episode. Yeah. Just uh, which I thought was an interesting choice. Well, it airs in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah. All their songs are pretty summery, so... Uh, I, guess you can't I mean, wrong. the... I don't know about lyrically, but uh, otherwise, I thought it was a really good, strong ending song, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. on a high, strong note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Pete's back. Back yeah. in action. Good stuff. All right. Let's do some... Uh, let's do some stray observations. And there's a bunch. Yeah, I, I got a bunch. Go ahead. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know the type of grass? Is that Kentucky fine? blue. As as Big Pete would call it, sweet Kentucky blue. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Acceptable. Um, do you know how many consecutive summers Dad has lost 
the Ooh, grass competition? Great question. I believe it was six. Close. I would five. say five. Yeah, it's five. Should have rolled five. Sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a lot of losing. This would be the sixth loss. Yeah, that, that, oh, that's yeah. a lot that's of losing. In my, head, in my head. Yeah. Oh well, it was a tie. Yeah, I thought it was like, a tie. Okay, they t- lost tied. Got, oh, that's right. They should. Oh, they yeah. shake and Pete, hands, right? of course, yeah. is left to mow both of their lawns. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, good, good call, good call. Um, okay, so I got a bunch here. Uh, so feel free anybody to jump in. Uh, when Nona introduces herself, she's Nona F. Uh, she says her middle name stands for Francis, but she's mm. planning on cha- legally changing it to one of two things. Both absurd, right? Yes. Farmer? Mm, no. Flank? No. <laughs> I got them. You got them. What are they? Frame and forklift. Frame forklift. or forklift. <laughs> yeah. Frame, I love it. Love especially because <laughs> I mean, forklift is like a silly, yeah. op, but frame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is kind of the whole series, but um, what arm is Petunia on? Ooh. I think I know, but I'm going to let Andrew take this one. I'm going to guess his right. It is. It's on his right arm. Yeah. Well, great. So I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we see another Petunia. We do, which was also on the right arm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The guy okay. at the park. Yeah. Uh, what what riding lawnmower, what was the name of the brand of the lawnmower specifically that Pete was on? It was definitely yeah. a Kreb star. It was, yeah, it was Kreb. Kreb. Kreb Boy 2000 Mulch Master. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Pete's alias at the Canadian border. Oh, Dirk. Last name? Is it alliterative? It's actually the name of another character that appears on the show. Oh, oh right, yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Dirk Wayne. Dirk Wayne. <laughs> Dirk Wayne. <laughs> Do you know what's his game? Uh, hand lotion. Hand lotion's <laughs> the game. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, how many pink flamingos does Lurgner have in his lawn? I might have gotten this wrong, but I, I kind of looked. Do you want to guess? I yeah. feel like three. That was going to be my guess. Three's it. Yep, three. And the one out front was the one watching everybody, uh, which Pete runs over it's at the end. kind of minimalistic <laughs> for the flamingos. Yeah, yeah, very. Three, yeah. yeah. Hold it um, back. Yeah. Uh, what, when Pete starts digging in the basement, what do you see behind Pete? What What are they storing in the basement? I didn't really take notice of that. I want to guess just randomly, maybe a... Um, like Santa Claus plastic figure? That, yep. There's that a. That's the only yep. thing. It, it's, it's guessing <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Good try. I feel like that maybe makes an appearance somewhere else yeah. in the series. Maybe I'm crazy, and, but. Yeah. Uh, Apparently. Yeah, it's, it's boxes full of Christmas stuff. There's the light up Santa, and there's also large light up candles uh, in the basement. Nona has a cast. Which hand is her cast on? Didn't even notice she had a cast. <laughs> You want to guess? Left. Okay, right. Left. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and last one. What are Pete and Pete's? What What is their house address? What is the number? Hmm. Wow. On their house. <laughs> I have no idea. Does it start with a one? It does not. Does it start with a two? No. <laughs> It's uh, 363. Huh. 363. But 
I think that probably they said they changed houses almost every season yeah. out of necessity because uh, every neighborhood kicked them out after each season. <laughs> so, um, um, I've got a few more here. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, go for uh, it. Do you know the brand of Ant Farm? No. I mean, this one's a little bit easier. Crab? Crab. <laughs> Crab Star. Crab Star. Okay, cool. Um, and did you notice the security system? The brand, the name of it. Hmm. No. I know it was nice. It said, like, the cops will be there. It's definitely nice. All yeah. the cops will be there. Yeah, if he opened up uh, any door, yeah. It's the Krebstar 2000. Ah, so that seems like of, a common go-to, yeah, yeah. Krebstar yeah. 2000. Um, do you know how Nona will likes her steak? Medium, rare. Medium rare. With onions? Yeah, grilled onions. Grilled onions, yeah. Gotta uh, grill them. <laughs> Um, and, uh, finally, do you, did you notice the name of the park? I did, but to. I didn't write it down. I remember hearing it, though. Um, it's something berry, like, uh, mulberry or... Mm. Throneberry. Throneberry. Yeah. I get the impression that that might be some name that one of them knew, because I think I saw that name, mm. um... In the credits, oh. as a character name or something else, huh. throne fairy, so, yeah. like mm-hmm. like a throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna let's see if that's an actual berry, and maybe we can track <laughs> down where that berry is native <laughs> to. Right. So, because the well, show is that specific. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's crazy. it is crazy. Wellsville, like uh, the minutia of the writing. Yeah, and then to yeah. know that that writer that that's the only thing he ever wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, <sick. laughs> it's sad. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get to the bottom of this. I, I agree. <laughs> definitely. If anybody knows uh, Will McRobb or Chris Viscar- Viscardi, please ask them if Don <laughs> Pedro is real. <laughs> yeah, hit up the Twitter, like it on Facebook if you if you know <laughs> if you know them. All right. If you anything, are them. Any any other trivia? That is it. All right, then it's time for ratings. And uh, IMDb. Did you get it? No, I, I didn't check these. 8.4 on IMDb, which, mm. checking mm. all three seasons, that's about middle. Creighton. Wow, there's, middle. There's, there's 15 lower, um, so it's middle. Um, 8.4 on TV.com, 9 out of 10. That's closer to like it. <laughs> so that means it's time for us to give our Kreb stars out of five Kreb stars. What did you give Grounded for Life? I gave this one five out of five. Wow, there it is. Hold, uh, hold, hold on. <laughs> All right, our first five out of five requires a little sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, just phenomenal episode i think i even try i wanted to give it less but when i was picking it apart i really couldn't come up with anything i didn't like about it wow. so. okay five for what? sure what <laughs> wow. i mean man the fact that joey's uh so surprised at yeah. this kind of worries me because yeah. like well how could anything be like better yeah. put together yeah this was so tight the writing was tight the story was great it made me feel things yeah again I, I agree with all that. I think it's an excellent episode. I just think a five is incredibly rarefied air. 
Absolutely. I for when I yeah. give it. For when yeah. I give it. Absolutely. I, I can't think of a, an this, episode of anything that is better than this. Like, to me, there's, I think, something like 36 episodes or something like that of Pete mm-hmm. and Pete. I would only give a five to probably the top five or so. This would be I, my top five. I might okay. agree with okay. that. No, no, no. That's cool to know. Yeah. Uh, not my top five. Uh, so I give it a four. Um, <laughs> four. <laughs> Um, and here, I, here's, huh. here's why. No, 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 no. Here's why. Here's yeah. why. Um, I like my Pete. I, I do like Pete and Pete more when this both brothers have kind of their own story. Okay. Uh, and so older Pete here is really minimalized to a narrator for the most part, outside of a few like quick lines yeah. he has. Um, but in this case, he's just kind of little Pete's helper. I like a little more Artie. Uh, in my, I, he's 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 terrific. He's some of the best I mean, lines I'm in the not entire sure there's any series. other condensed like this might be the best 30 seconds of Artie in the whole series. I I agree. I, I it's it's amazing. Yes, he's great in it. I just like more. I just like him to be a little more present. Uh, and in getting to know Nona is good, but I like a, a few more friends in there. I so I just it's a great episode. Hey, a four is listen, a four is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> not even point one. I mean, but jeez. What did you uh if if I was going fractions? Yeah. Hypothetical. Four four point four. Okay. Cool. <laughs> did you give something a four and a half? Or like yeah. one of the uh, Where did you what? get Doug's four. bad trip? Oh, oh my, my god. <laughs> oh man. That's exactly what I'm saying about That's insane, yeah. You guys and Doug. <laughs> now it's just gonna be Joey and Doug. In your heart oh, of hearts, boy. you think Doug's Bad trip <laughs> is a worthier piece of art. It's all, I mean, it's all preference. It's it all, is. I, I agree, but it's all but, preference. Uh, I but think, this, I think, I think. Here's how to explain it. To me, that's pretty much every episode of Pete and Pete is better than Doug. Of any episode of Doug, I would argue. But I think Doug's bad trip is about as good, in my opinion, as Doug gets. Okay. Uh, where is grounded for life, even though it's an awesome episode, is not as good as Pete and Pete gets, which is why I wouldn't give it a five. That makes sense. I didn't know that that was the way you were. Yeah, I, we never we never really talked it out, but um, five for five. I don't expect I'll be giving many fives. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I agree with everything you're saying as far as like what you would give a five. You know that that's it's a special thing. And I think this is a special episode of anything ever. Yeah. Um, when well, it's, all the it's a four point four. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, I mean, rousing patriotism. That yeah, that's like that's an impossible task, and it does it. It, it beautifully. It, it so neatly ties in the the father son relationship, the America relationship, the sort of understanding of what freedom means the understanding yeah. of what it is to be a kid the idea of like suburban america as the as like the heart of the american dream and uh and i think there's a perfect amount of like surreality in this episode i mean not overbearing but just like but constantly you're getting little hints of it hmm. but it's okay just, i mean the, yeah i i i'll go to bat for Pete I mean, and Pete, I just yeah, it's just like it's okay. a it's a episode to episode type thing, series to series type thing, and so will I have fives for Pete and Pete? You betcha. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I is, probably is... have as few fives as you of Pete and Pete. I mean, I'm keeping it down to the tops. 
But yeah. boy, I think love, I, I think eventually one. we'll probably do our top five Pete and Pete. That shot. Oh, the, uh, so I, so I'll be counting on this to be okay. on your list. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, breaking through the grass, love it. Oh yeah. Um, that second season. I mean, the start of it. According to Joy, the most iconic scene <laughs> yeah, yeah. in all of Nickelodeon. Well, that wasn't television. good enough to give it a four and a half. <laughs> that that scene would get a five, but the but. <laughs> But what surrounds it no. is a little less than. But um, I, oh the start man. of that season, I mean, you get into that next episode, which is what Field is of that? Pete with Lazarus. The next episode is The Call. But... Uh, and so I think maybe what happened is I, when I watched this episode, I kept watching the DVD. Uh. And, um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but it kind of it put into perspective for me where it kind of where for me personally it fell. That's fair. And it, it didn't okay. fall as a five. So I, I've, I've got a quick question for you guys because I've thought. I was thinking about this as I was watching. Have you guys ever shown Pete and Pete to someone, like, excitedly, and then they're like, mm-hmm. I'm not really into it? it um, there was one occasion this year in which I showed it to many people, uh, mm-hmm. and it was not well... Uh, I wouldn't say not well received. It was more like, why are you showing us this? Uh, huh. With with a few cases of people going like, oh, I get this, this is really this weird. This happened to me, too. Yeah. I've got a theory. Uh, has this happened to you, Andrew? Um, it has happened you keep, you keep once or company. twice, but um, I think I haven't really tried to push it on that many people. Um, I think, like, I, as a kid, like everybody around me was kind of watching it, and since then, I haven't like tried to spread it, spread the word too no much. No new friends. <laughs> Just never came up, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I think like. So, one thing that I feel like this show does really well that I was thinking about while I was watching this episode is it makes... I've never seen a live-action show do things... It, it does things that only cartoons usually do. Yeah. So, like, I was imagining the show, this episode is a cartoon, and it makes a lot of sense as a cartoon, too, with, like, the tunneling underground, mm-hmm. and with, like, the lair where they get yeah. the guy, and he's, like, looking through yeah. a, a sort of periscope. Like, mm-hmm. it almost like on the page sounds more like a cartoon than a live action thing to me um and i think that maybe people get thrown off because they're not used to seeing live action be at once so grounded in a real historical place and also break all the rules of that place i think that that dissonance makes some people come uncomfortable but but they'd be totally fine with it if it were a cartoon so so i would guess that if this episode were a cartoon the people that we showed it to would like it. Maybe I think that I think that there's something there. Yeah, I think that that it's shot like a almost like almost not like a comedy. It's shot like it could be a drama, and it's shot in the suburbs of America, up, <clears throat> middle to upper class suburbs of America, and then what's happening in that setting is so absurd that it's hard to make sense of. I think if you're not sure what you're watching. Yeah. This uh, also brings up that outdoorness mm-hmm. um, again. You know, I mean, we get a lot. It, most of it probably takes place outdoor, and it's about fighting your way to get out there. Yeah, you know, which is, to get uh, outside. Yeah, to not be inside. Yeah, yeah. It makes like the outside almost a character in the episode itself, especially the lawn. You could argue that for. Um, I was just thinking about the episode, like if it was written as a short story, and. I can't think of. Uh, I mean, it. W- I think it would be great. Like, I, I just can't think of it. I think it would hold up against anything, almost. Yeah. 
I, I thought about that too. I agree. It's because it's so tight and like there are yeah. references. Like there's no loose end. Yeah. 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 Well, great. Solid four. Uh, it feels it feels good. <laughs> four point four. <laughs> if you're gonna let me do decimals, four point four. Okay. Um, it feels Gosh. good to kind of get a Pete and Pete episode. Yeah. Out there. Um, we'll we'll talk about another one soon. But next week, what are we up to? Next week, we're going to talk about. We're gonna have another versus episode, and this time it's gonna be Rocco's Modern Life versus Ren and Stimpy. I'll be defending Rocco. And I'll have Ren and Stimpy. And we'll find out then who the <laughs> uh, guest judge is. We're not sure. Uh, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out. Yeah. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us on Twitter. We're at BOC Podcast, as in Big Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, we really love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can follow us on Podbean. You can hear us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Five-star reviews, I am learning more and more, are actually very helpful. Um, we are now at the point where if you search Big and then start O-R-A, oh. we automatically come up in iTunes. <laughs> right. So that is progress. You are, you have surpassed Big Orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> in popularity. That's no small feat. Uh, that was our goal from day one. Was, how, how do we uh, get past Big Orangutan? Um, but we're there. So uh, it, you leave a review if you're so kind. Tell a friend if you, if you feel the need. Like, like that <laughs> Facebook so page, cool. too. And there's a Facebook page. <laughs> so it's kind of lonely. Uh, really bad about updating it. There's not much there, but um, put some but but, but on July 4th or 5th, expect to see Chris's 1994 Spotify playlist, which I'm 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 eagerly awaiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Thanks again to Chris for coming. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. Love yeah. To have you. Chris. Chris will be off to Austin. So, if we hear him again, it'll be through a little distorted phone. Yep. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time. Peace.